I speak to you in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So now that we have the wind of the Holy Spirit from Pentecost in our sails, our task for the months ahead in the season of ordinary time is to journey with Jesus and listen to what he taught his disciples and see what is in these teachings for us as we carry the work that he has given to us. Jesus promised his disciples a helper, an advocate, who would stand with them making the work possible. The same helper, the Holy Spirit, hovers over us, still eager to quench the fire of fear and replace it with the powerful energy of love. And so here we are at the beginning of summer. People are traveling and taking vacations, maybe for the first time in several years. I enjoy traveling, and I can't wait to visit my daughter and her husband in Kentucky in August. But traveling also makes me wonder, where in the world do honeybees use the bathroom on a long road trip? Oh, I know, the BP station. It's not terrible. And how, how do you know that elephants love to travel? Because they always pack their trunk. And speaking of traveling, do you know who invented the first airplane that couldn't take off? The Wrong Brothers. Y'all work with me. Come on. And lastly, I wanted to make a joke about time travel, but y'all didn't get it. All right, all right. So in today's gospel lesson, we find ourselves at the beginning of what is called the Lucan travel narrative. Jesus has just set his face towards Jerusalem, and we walk with him on the ultimate road trip. His journey to Jerusalem and ultimately to the cross. We would probably call it the epitome of a bad trip. A trip that ended in Jesus' betrayal, his rejection, his torture, and his death. But Jesus' disciples, whether in the first century or in the 21st century, view this Jerusalem road trip as something quite different. The triumph of Christ's mission in the world, the journey that transformed the life life's paths of the generation since, all who have followed Jesus. The ultimate road trip with Jesus begins today, 
which is kind of cool to think about how we're at the beginning of Pentecost season, at the beginning of summer, when lots of people are traveling or journeying from one place to another. Today, we have an awesome boy choir who have traveled to be with us to share their gift of music. And our rector has traveled across the pond or the Atlantic to enjoy some much-needed time with his family and friends in Ireland. So when we make, take a road trip, in order to get to our destination, there's lots of prep work to be done. We can't just hop in the car and go. I mean, I guess we could, but we would not have all of the things that we need. If I were to say, y'all, let's pack up and let's go on a road trip, some of you might say, but first. But first, I need to pack my bags. But first, I need to get my house ready because no one likes to come home to a messy house after a road trip. Or if you have pets, but first, I have to make sure that my pets are taken care of. For my family, it would be our little pup, Oliver. And if you're driving, you have to make sure that your oil is changed and that the tires are good to go. Steve always likes to make sure that the car has been cleaned before we go on a road trip. Snacks and drinks and anything you may need for your road trip has to be thought about too. But first, I need to get my medications together. But first, you fill in the blank. There's a gazillion but firsts out there. And today, as Jesus sets his face towards Jerusalem, his destination in mind, his road trip continues. His ministry in Galilee is over and onward he goes. Onward we go with him. A pivotal moment in the gospel when we must ask ourselves, not only what does it mean to journey with Jesus, but what does it mean to follow Jesus? Do you have a but first excuse today? A but first distraction before you follow Jesus? So let's take a walk with Jesus, along with his disciples and other followers as they were walking along the road. And then one guy speaks up. And y'all know this is my interpretation because we all know Jesus said y'all. And he said, hey, Jesus, I'll go with you wherever you go. And Jesus says, oh, really? I don't even know where I'm going to lay my head tonight. I'm homeless. I don't have a place to go. And Jesus' surprising response reveals that there's no established roadmap for him and the disciples. Disciples don't know where they are going. They only know who they are going with. Followers of Jesus don't know where they are going to spend their lives. They only know how they will spend their lives, serving Christ. On a road trip, there's always some bad news. 
Construction delays, bridges collapsed, flat tires, flooded roadways, lost luggage, credit cards denied. Following Jesus is not easy. But committed travelers, they keep on going. It reminds me of the Griswolds movie. Did y'all, it's kind of old, but I mean, it's like the Griswolds. But then Jesus looked at one of the other guys walking along and he says, follow me. And the guy says, but first, but first you'll have to excuse me for a few days, Jesus. I've got to go and pay for my dad's funeral. And then Jesus reminded him, you've got to keep first things first. Your business is life, not death. Life is urgent. You've got to announce God's kingdom. To follow Jesus may require disciples to fly in the face of conventional wisdom and established expectations. The but first statements have to be left out. The road trip to Jerusalem is not um, a standard stroll, a ride on a one-trick pony. It's a rough ride. It can be a roller coaster of a ride. You can really expect highs and lows, cut-wrenching lows. Yet the good news of the kingdom of God, the gospel that Jesus' life brought to completion, ultimately triumphs over that bad news. Death itself no longer has the last word. Death no longer is life's final act. Then the other guy, the third guy says, I'm ready to follow you, Jesus. But first, you'll have to excuse me for a few days while I go get things straightened out at home. And of course, Jesus comes back with, you can't procrastinate and look backwards. You can't put off God's kingdom till tomorrow. You've got to seize the day. This would-be follower wanted to retrace his steps backwards before daring to start out for Jerusalem with Jesus. You can't not start a journey until you get out the front door. You cannot face forward while you're looking over your shoulder. You cannot walk backwards down the stairs and expect to get any higher. It just doesn't work that way. As disciples travel the road to Jerusalem with Jesus, we must face forward, no matter how harsh the view. We've got to just keep going. I read another pastor's take on what being on the ultimate road trip with Jesus looks like. And he has four little kind of rules that he says. To be on the road with Jesus isn't a breakneck superhighway to success and superiority, but rather back alley pathways and appalling byways of sacrifice and service caring for others along the way. There is no road map, only the ultimate road pal, 
a relationship with the one who is the way and the truth and the life. And traveler, beware, the road is filled with difficult people. Are you one of them? Are you loving them? And you can't drive forward without a review mirror, but the front window faces forward, not backwards. You pay your debt to the past by investing in your future. What you owe the past is to own the future. Today's gospel is not an easy one, and yet it is filled with hope. Although we have difficult reminders that the journey following Jesus will be difficult, we find hope in the one who we are journeying with. We know Jesus is constantly faced with rejection, never truly feeling at home anywhere or any place. He was abandoned, he was tortured, and he was killed. And yet, it was his journey to the cross that changed the world and gives us hope. We have a God who is on the journey with us, who knows exactly what we are going through right now. He has promised to never leave us or never forsake us. He loves us and he has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us along our way. So I have to ask, have you decided to follow Jesus? No turning back. No turning back. Amen.